listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu back talking The Punisher on Netflix. Aurora, this yeah. show has been full of sadness and bullets. And I thought you were going to say it has been full of blood, because that's all we saw. In this there has been a lot of blood, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. They're holding back on us until these last two episodes. Wow. They unleashed so much punishment and torture yep. and just despair on the world with mm-hmm. these two episodes. Mm-hmm. So much, so many big things happened in that second, in our second episode that it almost felt like the end of the show. Yeah. The, I think this has been the first time I've, I've watched a Marvel show that I've had to look away from the screen. Oh, was so much brutality going on. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. let's talk about it. Uh, season one of The Punisher on Netflix, episode eleven, called "Danger Close." Uh, Frank ends his partnership with Micro and takes up the mantle of the Punisher once more. Agent Madani confronts Russo about Stein's death, but he pretends to not be involved. She convinces Hernandez to take further action anyway. Yeah. And they go to James, telling her about Rollins and Cerberus. With the police searching for Castle, Zack goes against Sarah's wishes and calls the authorities, because everybody is out looking for the Punisher, and he calls the Punisher tip line on his mom. Uh, When police officers arrive with the intention of taking them away, Sarah's daughter, Leo, hides. Before Frank leaves Micro, they see footage from his house of Sarah and Zach being taken away, and Frank sends Lieberman to find his daughter. While he waits for Russo to trace the phone from Sarah's, a group of soldiers arrive at the base, and Castle kills them all, only stopping to question a soldier about where Russo, Sarah, and Zach are, though this is unsuccessful. James confronts Rollins, who offers up Russo as a scapegoat to clear the good name of the CIA, which she accepts on the condition that he resigns from his position. Frank then collects Madani, and they meet up with Micro and Leo. So things started un- unwinding quickly, spiraling out of control in this episode, Aurora. What did right. you think of it? Um, I like this episode. It, 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 it felt like it was kind of like a setup for the next one. Yep. Right. Um, but I I like that whole you know those scenes where 
you see the Punisher, you know, making the, the skeleton logo. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. the way that everything was shot was really nice. It just comes um, out of the darkness, and the first thing you see is oh the skull on the gosh. chest. That was an amazing shot, right? Mm-hmm. It looked so good. Um, and that whole, you know, the way that he was, like, fighting against all those guys, it was so brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they were... And they were not shying away from this. You see, you were seeing dudes get shotgunned in the yeah. face at close range, which is just close range. Yes. Oh, it was difficult to watch some of that yeah. stuff. And it, it weirdly enough, it was more difficult for me to watch not the things that he did with the guns, but with the knife. Oh yeah, Frank is a stabby, stabby man with knives. <laughs> He's a very stabby. Man. He's not. He, I mean, we saw this in Daredevil season two, I think. Yes. As well. He is not convinced to just put the knife in and twist it. No. He's just like, a, let's see how many times I can stab you with this before my arm gets tired. Yeah. That's his kind of style. Yeah. Um, he did have that one soldier at the end where it's just, you do get an insight into that dark side of Frank Castle in this episode. He has that one soldier who's he's just like, where's Russo? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, where's the the woman? Where's the boy? And he's like, you know, this is like need to know stuff. I just go where they send me. I just do what they tell me to do. You know how it is. And he just goes, fair enough. Shoots him in the head. <laughs> just with this blank look on his face. Like, you yeah. just, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and that's that super scary, you know, dark side. He's just killed so many people. Yeah. Uh, but that plays in so much to like the next episode plays so much into all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think that uh, John Bernthal is also such a good actor, right? That he, mm-hmm. every time he's going through, you know, fight scenes like this, his face looks so angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's, I think it's a very difficult thing to do for an actor. And I think that's why I think it's, he's so, so good because yeah. It's angry, but at the same time, it's, it's like, like pained? um, it's more kind like of... you know he doesn't care. Yeah, you know it's like uh, indifference, but angry at the same time. It's just very mm-hmm. complicated look, and I thought that yes. was uh, yeah, that's very I really, good acting. I really like the scene with uh, mm-hmm. Frank and and Micro where he's like, you you know, you got to go get your daughter. Like all he's wanted this whole time is just for all of this to end so he can go back to his family. Right. And because the plan hasn't gone according to plan and things are sort of spiraling right now, the plan gets thrown out the window Mm -hmm. and he's like, you just got to go to her now. Yep. And then he panics. He's just like, I I, I can't do that. He's like, what, you know, what am am I going to say to her? What am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I, you know? And he's just like, she's your little girl. You just got to go to her. I loved mm-hmm. I loved all that stuff. His family was actually fairly forgiving, all things considered. Actually, <laughs> yes. considering everything that they've been put through, is uh, they were stunningly kind of okay with this, and they they weren't done being put through things in this episode. Although that yeah. all not this episode, but uh, in the two episodes that we watched, they weren't being done being put through things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get more of that in the next episode. But uh, this was uh, this was quite. This is quite the episode, Aurora. It was a setup, for sure. Right. It was, it was, uh, it was there as just a door to the next episode in which much larger things happened. But a good episode, a nonetheless. Good episode. A, a lot of it just hangs on to really good performances. 
Mm-hmm. And this show has yeah. quite a lot of them. Uh, if you have nothing more to add, though, about this episode, would you like to give Danger Close a score? Um, I'm going to give it a score, but I will also say at risk of objectifying Frank Castle, um, we also got a shirtless scene. That's right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so <laughs> I am going to give the episode a four. <laughs> there was like it was 3.5, but then we got shirtless. But- Yes, we, we got, got shirt- an extended we- scene of shirtless Frank Castle, and that was uh, great for me. <laughs> I figured, I figured, uh, I figured from your perspective, it was just shirtless Shane still from Walking yes. Dead. But yes, you're yes. like close you're totally enough. Right, <laughs> you're like close enough. I fear the day we get. Uh, I fear the day we get a shirtless Daryl Dixon scene in The Walking Ooh. Dead. You yeah. know it'll have to happen eventually. Yes, <laughs> whereas like of course <laughs> it must happen. This is destiny, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like the episode, too. I gave it a four uh, as well. And let's break the tension a little bit, Aurora, because things are going to get a lot worse than Mm -hmm. this episode. And I tried to find something that was the 100% a complete turnaround and opposite from everything we've been watching on, uh, on Think Geek, and I managed to do it because it's a Groot-related item. Yeah. And, if, and if anything is an a- absolute 100% opposite of the Punisher, it's Groot. Yes. And <laughs> it's actually... Uh, it's, a, it's I shouldn't say it's Groot exactly. It's, uh, it's a ring inspired by Groot. But like the sweetest Groot moment in, in all of Grootdom. When... Groot uses his branches to become like a basket to save like the rest of the guardians. Mm-hmm. And he says, we are Groot and everybody cried. Uh, it is a ring based on that. It looks like the branches and stuff. It's like a, bas- a, a branch basket ring in silver that is engraved with the words. I am Groot. Although it should say we are Groot because that's yeah. the way better, uh, the way better line, but it is still nice. Nonetheless, it's available on ThinkGeek, as are a bunch of other Marvel products as well. Not really a lot of Punisher items on there. I think people like the the happier Marvel <laughs> shopping items. Not a lot of people want a Frank Castle backpack, uh, but they are happy to uh, to get like a Guardians of the Galaxy backpack. Uh, there's yeah, there's really not a lot of merchandising you can do with the Punisher anyway, outside of like shirts or hats. I don't think. Uh, not a lot of other marketable items from that show. <laughs> and get your Punisher torture kit now on sale. <laughs> like I, I don't think they could do that. But no, <laughs> I mean I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of like you know what they could include. But I'm sure people will buy it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh the people will buy it for sure. It takes yeah. all different folks to make the world move, as we know. But uh, there is a there is a there is definitely a market out there for that. But I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a mass appeal uh, item. Uh, probably not a lot of kids getting that for Christmas. No. <laughs> uh, but it's a this ring along with a bunch of other great Marvel products and a bunch of products from all other areas of fandom are available at ThinkGeek. Use our link to help support us. CinemaGeekly.com/slash/ThinkGeek or click the ThinkGeek link at the top of the page on CinemaGeekly.com. Okay, Aurora, we've had fun. Now it's time to not have fun anymore and talk about. Yeah. Uh, season one, episode twelve, called "Home." So Frank makes a deal with Russo to swap himself and Micro for Sarah and Zach. 
Lieberman has locked up his computer containing all of their files on Cerberus and Rollins and has a timer counting down on them. Castle officially confesses to his crimes to Madani, while Micro secretly does so only if their deal is changed. At the swap, Lieberman is apparently caught in the crossfire when Homeland agents arrive, with Castle being taken by Russo and Sarah and Zach going free. So his family thinks Micro is dead again. But it is revealed to his family that this was a ruse so that he could be with them. Unfortunately for Frank, he's tortured by Russo until he unlocks the computer, allowing them to destroy all of the files, not knowing that Micro has already given copies to Agent Madani. Russo uh, promises to kill Frank quickly in exchange, but Agent Orange arrives to torture Frank personally, wanting revenge. Russo also helps get uh, helps Frank get free, and Frank then kills Rollins brutally. Mm-hmm. Brutally. Uh, Russo then tries to kill Frank, but Madani arrives in time to stop uh, to stop this after being tipped off to their location by Mister Lieberman Micro himself. So, what did you make of the penultimate episode of The Punisher, or what did you think of Home? Wow. Um, I think this that... This an intense episode. It was intense. I think this is my favorite episode mm-hmm. so far. Um, I liked the title of it yep. and how it tied with, you know, while Frank Castle was being tortured by uh, Agent Orange, he kept going back to his wife. Um, yes. And like flashbacks to his wife. And that was kind of like the way that it, they were tying the title home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a moment where he, he goes into that flashback um, before he goes and attacks um, Robbins. Um, yes. That his wife says something like, come home. Yes. Um, and he gives him his hand to her, but then he takes it back and he's like, I'm home. And that's when he goes and attacks um, yes. Robbins. And I... Thought that was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, this this whole thing, I read so much into all of this stuff. I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, we see um, Micro talking with Madani about this sort of stuff, about Frank, you know, because she's like, you know, Frank admitted to shooting my partner uh, uh, in the head, you know, during that, in, the, in that tape or whatever. Uh, you know, all of the stuff that he's done or whatever. And, you know, Micro's like, yeah, but he, you know, like that's the stuff that gets to him. Right. Like Frank is constantly caught in between this whole like life and death um thing that he doesn't feel like, you know, he deserves to live uh you know any of this other it's that's that's also kind of partly what drives him or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he keeps having these flashbacks of uh him and his wife and you get, you know, there's like one of them dancing, one of them in bed together and then the last one we get is tied into a bunch of stuff that we've seen kind of all throughout the show. He's had a lot of flashbacks to his wife. Right. But a lot of them are to this specific scene where, you know, she's like, it's 1030 or whatever, wake up, sleepyhead. And before anything else happens, though, people come in and shoot her. Like, he relives her being killed right. over and over again. Uh, and I think that's done to the point where I think we... Th- I think that we're supposed to think that's how she died or something maybe, but I don't think that's what that is. I think we saw here like what the actual 
conversation was. So instead of being in the room, he's in the bed, but it's like this black void mm-hmm. that they're in this whole time. And she's like, you know, wake up, sleepyhead, it's 1030. And then they keep, the conversation keeps going, though. And she's talking about, you know, what is home? Is your home here? Is it with me? Or is it with, you know, is it over there? Talking right. about the war. And that's, even though she, they're still talking about the same thing, even though she's dead, you know, she's saying like, you know, is your home here with me? Do you want to be dead? Or Mm -hmm. is it there fighting these guys? Is it the war? You still want to, is that your home? And he keeps insisting that no, it's with her. Right. But, you know, then at the end, they do have that bit where she's, you know, she's like, come home to me, which she's, I think she's essentially saying it's okay to let go, just let go. Right. And this is like the end and come with me. But he doesn't. He goes back to fighting the fight. And mm-hmm. then there is this really super poignant shot. You get like one more shot of him where he's in the void, but he's there by himself. His wife's not there. Anymore. Right. Right. Like maybe he's given up his the chance or the opportunity or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It's like right before they revive him. Yep. Um, and yeah, he that all of that stuff was beautiful. I beautiful. love that. Right. And, you know, you see that that whole story tying with the home theme, but then you also have Micro reuniting with his family. And that's also home. Right. So mm-hmm. I I think this episode was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've talked about we've talked about how um, Micro's family, Frank, sort of like all the times he was over there was like a proxy for his family. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want them to be his family, but it just was, it felt like a safe place for him. It felt like he was with a, with his family again when he was there. Right. But you could take it a step further and now kind of look at it like, you know, he's doing this for Micro because maybe he sort of feels like if he can reunite him with his family, it's sort of like redeeming himself in a yeah. way because his family's gone. I yeah I just I just loved all that stuff and then of course there's a bunch of gore and brutality. Oh my gosh! Boy, yeah, I, I mentioned before that I had Rollins. to I had to look away from the screen. It was when he went for uh, Rowling's eyes. Eyes, yes, I thought oh of you when gosh. that happened. <laughs> he went it. for the eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, how is Aurora making it through this? I because you've said this before about the eyes thing. Yes. And then he just did it with his thumbs. I'm like, oh, no. Oh. Like, I immediately thought about you when that happened. <laughs> it's like, she like, must oh, be not having fun. Well, I, I was already cringing because before that, before uh, Castle goes after Rawlings, mm-hmm. Rawlings is on, on top of him, and he has, like, a like a shiv or something, mm-hmm. and he's going to yeah. go for his eye, for Castle's eye. Yeah. And I was already it's cringing. Payback. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then... <laughs> That didn't happen. I was like, okay, we're good. Nothing with the eyes is happening. Yeah, it's okay. He's just stabbing him repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Everything's fine. (laughs) But then he put the two thumbs over the eyes, and I just imagined you going like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, he's already damaged one eye. Why did you even need to take that other one out? (laughs) He did it anyway. And all all this time, Russo is just watching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and at the end he goes, God, Frankie, I love to watch you work. Yeah. That's yeah. what he says. But then he was going to kill him anyway. Yeah. And uh, so it seems like that's what the whole last episode is going to be about is him and Russo. It's so weird. They've got this weird relationship, Frank and Russo. Yeah. Because yeah. 
he gets Russo to help him because he points out that Rollins is only he's even though Frank is in the chair and Russo's standing there with a the gun, Rollins views them as the same. Mm-hmm. You're just a grunt who's there. You know, I'm the one who makes the plans. You're the one who sheds the blood. And, you know, he gets him to see, you know, that despite all of Russo's gains, monetarily, st- status-wise, all that other stuff, he's still not viewed on the same level. He's not respected. Right. Uh, he's still looked at as the same. Right. I guess that gets to him enough to help Frank, but then decides to kill him anyway, probably because Frank is a liability. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I think we know, I think we know where uh, the the last episode is at least heading. It's going to be some sort of confrontation between the two former squad mates. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Assuming Frank actually survives any of this, he was in very bad shape. Very bad shape. (laughs) the end of this episode yeah he's basically choking on his own blood (laughs) yeah he lost a tooth there is just blood drooling from his mouth yes pools of it at his feet he was basically about punched to death essentially yeah and the Uh, the only reason why he had strength to fight Rollins is because he injected adrenaline to him oh yeah so he could be awake to suffer yeah and I was like, are you dumb? Like, why are you going to inject the Punisher with adrenaline? With adrenaline? Don't do that. And he got loose. You're going to die. Yeah, that's where he had all that arm strength for the, the multiple stabs. Yep. God, he stabbed him so many times. So many times. Uh, but yeah, this is a great episode. Uh, I, I loved it a bunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything more to add, or would you like to give a score to home? Um, I'm going to give it a five. For sure. Yeah, it's, I gave this a 5-2. Yeah, this has been the best episode, in my opinion, so far. Super, yeah. super storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it to pieces. I'm almost kind of sad that we're done now. Yeah. We got one episode left. That's it. Yep. Uh, okay, Aurora. Well, well that's I, a... I, 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 oh, Can I add just one more thing? Um, I thought at the end, when Micro is kind of like trying to get castle back he's like come on you know wake up oh i um, love that and i betrayed uh, you call right, me a piece of right, shit right, right. but madani says i call an ambulance and he and micro says no you know hospitals are cops uh he can't go to the hospital i was like oh my god is claire temple gonna come back <laughs> i mean she does have to show up in like every show right right i was like oh my god is this a hint but uh, i don't know I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> God, I hope so. I mean, maybe not. Like, I don't. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's the last episode. Why not? But yeah, we haven't. We haven't. Uh, I think. Uh, I think our tie to uh, previous Marvel Netflix shows was uh, was Karen. But we shall yeah. see. And I think I remember reading somewhere that she wasn't. Uh, that Claire wouldn't be in the show. But maybe okay. we'll see. There's hope. Uh, there is. There is hope for the Claire Temple Appreciation Podcast. Yeah. That is this show. <laughs> uh, I, d- I thought you were going to talk about how great that scene was. Where he's like, <laughs> I betrayed you. He's trying to get him to wake up. He's like, call me a piece of shit. Call me yeah. son of a bitch. Come on. I mean, it was a good scene. It's just that, you know, when he said that line, I was like, oh, my God, is this a hint that Temple is going to oh, come? Yeah, back? that's right. I mean, it could very well be, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... 
that is a wrap for this week. We will see what happens in next week's episode. But before we do that, head on over to the website, cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music as well. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hit subscribe. And that way you can tune in next week to listen to us discuss the final episode mm-hmm. of The Punisher, Season 1, Episode 13, called Memento Mori. Yeah.